this, this message came in a time when, when I was kind of down and out. Um, I was going through a lot of things. Uh, I, I was frustrated. And I was just trying to hide and do my thing. And I remember exactly when I got this message. It was during worship. And I was, I was sitting maybe somewhere over there. And I was worshiping. I was doing my thing. And as I'm, as I'm praying and as I'm seeking God through my worship, I get an image of a potato. A potato, people. It was a potato. And I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, God, what about this potato? Why is it so intriguing to you to show me a potato when I'm going through some things right now? I was going through some insecurities. I was going through some doubt. Oh, nobody goes through doubt in here. <laughs> I was going through some stuff. And, and as he showed me the potato, he gave me a, a, a verse in Scripture. And the verse in Scripture was in Exodus 3. Um, it was when he came in the form of a burning bush, and uh, he started to speak to Moses. Anybody heard about that one? Because yeah. I can read it. I'd rather not for the, for the sake of time. Um, but he came to Moses to speak to Moses. And he came to Moses, and he gave him some commands. The command was, I hear my people they're in Egypt. They're in captivity. I heard their cry. Now it's time for me to get them out. But I need you to go over there and speak to Pharaoh for me. And that sounds good. But Moses didn't accept that right away. There was a, a tussle between God and Moses. Moses, see what God saw when he spoke to Moses, was that Moses has the ability to do what he's asking him to do. But what Moses didn't know was that he had the ability to do it. You see, some of us walk around and we don't understand the full potential that we have inside of us. And when people ask you to do certain things or when there is an opportunity to do something that you honestly want to do, you don't do because you don't understand the potential that you have. You see, Moses was struggling with the finished thought of God. He already knew. But Moses was insecure about his abilities. You see, I'm going to be sharing about me today because I don't want to use anybody, but I know me personally. Um, I, my background is not the easiest background. I didn't grow up where people give you encouragement. And when people speak to you, and they speak to you nicely. Where I grew up, if you didn't know how to hold yourself down with these, they were going to either beat you up, destroy you, or kill you. My mom really didn't raise me speaking great things to me. You know, she taught me how to be a man the best as she could. So when there was times in school when teachers, for example, will ask me to read, I, I really couldn't do it. It was in me, 
but I didn't know. It's quiet in here. You see, I believe that God is showing us and speaking to a lot of us now in this time and in this season. And the things that he is showing you, you can't even believe you can do it yourself. Hallelujah. You see, when God, when I first came to church, and I remember because my boy Josie just back there invited me through Julio, and I first sat down in the church and I seen pastor speaking, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. I didn't know what God was. I didn't know none of that. But I remember that I received a vision and the vision showed me, I was in the vision and I was in the vision and when I see it, to this day, I can remember it like it was tomorrow, I was on stage speaking the word of God. Amen. See, but at that time, I could not receive that. I laughed and I giggled because I didn't know what was inside of me. There is greatness inside all of us. Every single person in this room, it is, is important. You have no idea how important you are. But there's things from the past that is holding you back. There is struggles in your mind that is stopping you from accomplishing more in Christ and more for your family, more for your own self, more for your job. There is insecurities that is getting in the way that is stopping us from becoming all that we're called to be. You see, Moses told God, who am I to go and do such a thing, to go and speak to Pharaoh? Who am I? Some of you wake up and probably look in the mirror and ask yourself the same thing. Because I know I did. I know I woke up plenty of times and said, why am I even alive? I am a waste of space. I am a waste of time. The only thing that I'm good at is fighting. I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking past time. That was back in the day. But now when I look at it, whew. I can, I can, I can thank Jesus for just keeping me. Because, because the times that I wanted to call it quits, he kept me. And he said, Whew, I am not going to let you go until you see what I really got for you, saith the Lord. You see, some of us want to walk into a church and want to feel like as if we're not accepted. But don't compare God to people. You cannot compare the God that has created and spoken the world into existence, that has breathed the breath of life into man, to then now you become a living vessel, a living thing. Yes, you're not created by a monkey or a gas. You are created by God that has spoken the word. 
You got to understand that there is a God in heaven that every single thought and idea, every single hair that is on your head, he has it counted to the full. Oh, man. Ooh, I get excited because I, when I speak, I start to deliver myself off of things, too. And I, Jesus. There is a God in heaven that loves you unconditionally. And every single time you open up his word, you hear nothing and you see nothing but great things coming out of that book. Who else you know, can, you can go up to and say, listen, I'll trade my ashes for your beauty. Listen, I can't even go to the pawn shop and give a piece of silver and they give me a hundred bucks. But I can go to God and give him all my dirtiness, all my sin, everything that I've ever been through, and he gives me salvation. Oh, Jesus. You see, you're not going to get a quick turnaround in the streets. You got to put in work. But when you come to God, things change. I have seen people jogged out, get prayer, the next day they're preaching in the street. You know, I have seen people sick, sick. People come and lay hands and all of a sudden they're healed. You can't get that from a street corner. You can't get that from a job. You can't get that from a hospital. You can only get that from God. So you don't got to encourage me to come to church. You don't got to. I come here because I want to serve the living king that, that when he looks at me, he loves me and accepts me with open arms. I don't want to get too away from my message, but somebody needs to understand that. You understand Ooh, that when, you, when, hug, when God hugs you, mm, it's not like how I hug you. I might give you this little, you know, but he embraces you and wraps you in his arms and he won't let go no matter how bad you want to. Because I had days where I wanted to run away from the promise and he didn't let me run away. I might have got two or three steps and he threw that that hook and brought me right back in. Where you going, boy? Where you going, boy? I love you way too much to let you go. You're not going to be able to run away from the promises of God in your life, no matter how bad you want to. So I suggest you stop and surrender. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I just want to go into preaching the message. But God, God is doing some things in this church. He is trying to prepare his people to understand that no matter what happens in your life, no matter what you're dealing with, he is always going to love you. Yes. That is important to understand, people, because your neighbor next to you might look at you like, look at you sinning over there. Look at you going through your little trials. But God is always encouraging you. He's always looking for you to speak to him, for you to share the things that you're going through. And the only thing that he wants is just your attention. Hallelujah. 
I was sick this week, sick like a dog. I didn't move for three days straight, sick. And my wife was there and she was telling me, I bet you when you go up on that stage or when you go up on the pulpit, God is going to give you the strength to deliver the word. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling kind of strong right now. I serve a good God. I might be sweating a little more. I might be a little more hot, but I feel the strength of God in this place. I feel that God is moving in this place. I just feel it. I just feel it. There's some things that you, you just cannot explain. How I was coughing up a storm over there, and now I don't feel like coughing anymore. There is some power up in here. Hallelujah. God loves you. Listen, there is a job for us to do. We all have an obligation to this ministry that God calls church. We are called to be disciples in this world. We are called to create more disciples in this world. And, and, and look, you might not be the best preacher. You might not be the best speaker. But you are called to do something. And Cynthia was saying that over there in the church. You are called to do something. There got to be something that you're good at. I've seen professional people that hand out flyers professionally. They're so good at it. That's a gift. I can't hand out flyers like that. By the, by the 15 woman, I'm already tired and I want to walk away. But you walk through Fordham Road, and them people are out there, and they're so powerful when they speak. Tempo, tempo, come and get it, come and get it. They're just good at that. They're just good at that. You can't explain how good they are. I mean, there's some people that can sell merchandise like never before. I mean, I'm going to get into this one. I walked into a sneaker store, right? And I said, listen, I'm, I am a professional sneaker shopper, if y'all don't know. That is one of my downfalls. Pray for me. God ain't done with me yet, okay? I'm in the process. But you got the tie and the long sleeve shirt, amen? Come on. Don't bother me today. I'm not in the mood. But, but I walked into this store, and I'm telling you, this, this young lady, she sold me the rack. I mean, she made Feli, Fila look like it was Michael Jordan. I didn't understand how she did it. She said, come over here, sir. Come look at this sneaker. Look, this is an awesome sneaker right here. If you buy this sneaker, I guarantee you, you'll jump two more inches higher. You'll even look a little taller. I don't know if your wife is short or tall, but it looks like you need a couple of inches. But the way that you need this right here, this sneaker right here is awesome and amazing. And I'm telling you, if you buy it, people's heads will fall right off. I mean, they'll be walking in. When they turn, they're going to be wanting to walk right back towards your sneaker. And the way that she, that she spoke about it, I said, man, she got a gift. Yo. I didn't buy the sneaker, no. <laughs> because it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't wear feli, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't do that. <laughs> Josie, what's up, boy? <laughs> I don't wear fila. I don't do that. But um, if, if it was Nike, maybe she would have had my $60. But fila, you're good, girl. But what I noticed was the potential that was inside of her. Ooh, that potential that that girl has. 
if she was to mix that formula up with the word. You see, but when I looked at her, she didn't look like somebody that can really receive the word. Oh, y'all looking at me wrong. Oh, y'all don't judge? Okay. So I'm in the right church then. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we believers walk around and we look at people and off top, we telling them what they can and cannot do. What's up with that? Who are you? <laughs> Hello. God is the only one that could do that. Who are you? You ain't nobody. Just because you got a title somewhere, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean anything. You got to be loving and kind to everybody. To everybody. You got to be willing to accept everybody. Everybody. Man, if this girl, she, when I left that sneaker store, I was praying for her. And I was saying, God, I pray that one day she will be a preacher. She will sell your words. She will be persuasive that people will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I intercede right now. I come against the enemy that is trying to block. And I release the veil that's over her face that she will be able to see the word. Because I want her to understand that there's a God that loves her. And we sat and we talked about Bible. And she knew who God was. But you know what she said? She said, I've been to church, but they kicked me out. Because she had earrings here. She had tattoos here and there. And, and it broke my heart. Because who, who are they? I've been kicked out of churches before too. But I'm in a church now that, thank God, accepted me for who I am. And, and, and we got to understand that, man, people need us right now. They need us so much. Like, you know, this world is coming to a place that I don't even want to see. I feel hurt half of the time. You know, it's hard to live a Christian life because Christians get bashed because most of them aren't doing the right things. L.A. preachers, whatever people they are on BET, man, they're messing us up so bad. They don't believe in anointing anymore. They just want to see talent and skill. It's crazy out here. But just to keep it on potential, potential, the definition of potential generally refers to a currently unrealized ability. You see, remember what I told you about Moses, right? There was ability in there, but he currently didn't realize that he had that ability. Most of us have the ability to do greater and bigger things, but you're not realizing it right now. There is Mr. Potato Head. So now I'm going to go into Mr. Potato Head part. You see, when I first came up here and I announced it, Pastor made a good point. Mr. Potato Head is pointless if there's nobody around to pull the things that are inside out and complete the puzzle. I'm not going to go there yet. You are pointless 
if you don't go to the creator that is in heaven to help you understand what is inside of you. You see, the potential of this potato, whoever created this Mr. Potato Head, had to be praying or seeking something because this potato head really does resemble our walk with Christ. Before we come to Christ, we don't know what's up. We don't know what. We're just brand new. We just want to be able to worship and praise God. We don't know what we're called to do. But it's, it's, it's until good leaders, good mentors, good people that are standing strong in Christ come next to you and speak sweet everythings to you and tell you, boy, you got a calling of preaching. Girl, you got a calling of preaching. Ooh, you can worship. Ooh, you can speak love. Ooh, your hugs are awesome. I didn't receive that in the street. I received that type of encouragement here in the church. I didn't know that I can preach. I had no idea. But the minute that I showed up in church, when pastor was speaking, there was inspiration coming in my life and bubbles was just popping up in here and I felt something different. And when they gave me an opportunity to speak, I was speaking. But I had no idea that the potential was there until somebody took it out. You see, Mr. Potato Head is sitting here and he is nothing right now. But there has to be a point of release. You got to be released. You got to make some mistakes. So then you can understand what is your purpose here. And when you finally figure that out, there is like overflow of potential inside of you. I promise I'll pick that up, Pastor. Don't freak out. I didn't scratch anything. <laughs> Your things are good. I'm taking care of this, okay? But it reminds me of where I was when I received this message. I have never been a leader in my past life. Um, I have never been a manager. Uh, I have never been somebody that's actually has an important position to where people have to come to you or speak to you about anything. You know, I've always been the backbone to things. I, I've always been a rider. A rider meaning somebody that's always gunning with you. Like, whatever you need, come on, let's go get it done. I've been that type of person. But there came a time when I was in my old job where I was like, Lord, I know that there's more in me. I just need an opportunity. But boy, oh boy, was that man listening? Jesus. <laughs> because <laughs> I was unemployed and then, you know, a lot of you know the story. I became working, I started working for the DOE, right, as a parent coordinator. Amen, hallelujah. I think I broke your plant, Pastor. I'm going to buy you a new one, I promise. <laughs> but um, 
I became employed as a parent coordinator. And uh, boy, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mm. Man, there was so much stuff that started coming upon my, my, my table. I'm talking about you have to write reports. You have to call and deal with the parents. You have to have meetings with the chancellor of the DOE. Um, you have to go to constant trainings. Um, you have to do grants. Um, you have to be the voice for the mother, the liaison to the school. There's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't really look at. I just looked at the money. I looked at a permanent position. I looked at insurance for my family, and I said, let's go. <laughs> I didn't think about everything else. I really didn't. I didn't think about it. But as stuff started to come in, and all this responsibility started to come towards me, man, insecurity started to play a big part in that. I started to get so worried because I'm not, I don't know if anybody you know, but I don't have a college degree. I don't have an education. I have a high school diploma, but that's about it. I didn't really spend a lot of time in school. Half the time I was with Josie outside. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> my boy, Josie, my bad, bro. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to just talk about me today. I'm putting you in everything. Um, but um, yeah, everything that was getting thrown my way, I was so scared. I was scared. You know what's that? You having to write a two-page report, and the people that are reading over it are chancellors and principals? My hands was like this. <laughs> you know what I was doing? I was reading books, trying to match up the, the proper word, like <laughs> trying to put it, something together because I never really, I wasn't taught that. Man, I'm about to get into this. And, and I started to feel so insecure, and, and, and I looked for everybody to help me. I mean, I went everywhere trying to look for some help. But what I didn't do, I didn't go to God. You see? He knew exactly where I was going to be when I had to be there. He knew that I was going to be a parent coordinator before the end of time. John 10.10. He knew that. So I didn't know <laughs> that, that I had what it takes for the position. So I was sitting there, and I was standing, in, in the, and I remember this clearly. I was standing in the office, and I'm typing, and I start to cry because I'm so frustrated because I want to be able to do everything that I can to keep this job. Unemployed for seven months, working in and out of a part-time, trying to find ways to make money hustling. Now you finally got something, and you, fig you, you, you realize that you really don't have the credentials that you need to fulfill that position. I mean, you do, but you don't know. So I, I started to cry, and I started to just look at everything in my room, and I was just sitting there, and I was just like, you know what? Let me stop and pray a minute. Let me just stop and pray a minute. Some of y'all are not stopping and praying a minute. Y'all moving 100 miles an hour, trying to do 155 things. Just stop and pray a minute. Amen. 
and see that he won't answer what you're praying for. We got that New York spirit in us that we just want to go. But stop and pray. So when I stopped and prayed, I felt that peace come inside of me. And, and when the peace came, the realization came that, wait a minute, God is a God with no limits. So why am I limiting myself to what's happening right now? Why am I being scared and shaking and being nervous? He already put everything that I need inside of me. If he knew from the beginning of time that I was going to be a parent coordinator, then I have to trust that whatever happened to me 12, 15 years ago was preparing my steps. Was preparing my steps for what I am dealing with today. Oh, Jesus. Woo! Sorry, I'm feeling something. Because, because, you know, I look, I look everywhere. Nobody was able to help me. But the minute that I look up to God, there comes my answer. This is why you don't have to force me to come to church, y'all. I'm already sold out. I'm sold out for Christ because I know that there's nothing that I can possibly do that, that he, he, he has to be involved with everything that I do. This is why I come. This is why I serve. This is why I do what I do because he has done so much for me and my family. Just a quick praise report. This very day today, my brother was ordained as a deacon in church. Tony, you remember when we prayed over that sofa and my brother was on drugs, my boy was on alcohol, overdosing, doing all kind of stuff. But when you get that word inside of you and you, are, you start to understand the power of God and what he can do in your life, you start to change and do things differently. And then the way that you operate is not the way that you used to operate. You're operating in a total new... Yes, sir. my brother ever spoke about was drugs. Now when I call him, the only thing we talk about is the word of God. Woo! Hallelujah! Woo! That, that is powerful. That is powerful to understand that you're not coming alone. That the struggles that you're going through today is only going to make the answers for tomorrow easier. You see, my brother talks to me, and the only thing that he could go, he goes, Nate, you remember how we used to think? Used to think. We no longer think the way that we used to think. We think on a totally new level. He's a husband, I'm a husband. To our wives. He's a father, I'm a father. We're living totally new lives. And guess what? We're not on welfare. If you are, it's okay. But God has been breaking chains little by little, little by little. And yes, sometimes it does hurt. 
to raise your hands and pray. Yes, sometimes it does get hard to come to church. Yes, sometimes it does get hard to open up your Bible and read. But guess what? The struggle is worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Because the richness that he gives you through the power of his word. And when you don't have the strength, he gives it to you to keep on going. You can't explain that. Man, if, if, if I was to look into some of your lives and to see some of the stuff that you're dealing with, I wouldn't understand why you're still smiling. I wouldn't understand it. Your family was probably looking at you and why are you so happy? Don't you understand your bills aren't paid? But you can sit back and tell them, God loves me. He has given me the peace to smile. I'm not even going into my notes, man. Forget it. I'm not even going to do it. It's going to go to the potato. Put the first potato pick up. I'm not even going to do it. You know, when I'm sitting here in church and I, and, I, and I look at some of us and I say, why are you always trying to be so perfect? You know, people want to be perfect all the time. Why? Why do you want to be, you know, so clear, you know? With the, with the blemish and everything just shining. Why do you want to be like that all the time? That intimidates me. Because I'm not always feeling like that. You know, and as I sat here and I started to think about the Mr. Potato Head, he, God interjected that word and then he started to show me a natural potato. Then, as he showed me the natural potato, he started to show me people. And when he showed me people, he explained to me. He goes, Nate, you see this potato? It looks good. Right? But that's about all. That's about it. The only thing about the normal potato that you can do with it, the only potential that you could do with this potato is what? That's it. You can't do nothing else with it. Pastor was sharing that too. You can't do nothing with this potato, Mr. Perfect Potato. But this is how we want to look to the masses. We want to always look peachy perfect like we're not going through anything. And, and this is what I loved about Moses, because Moses wasn't scared to let God know his insecurities. And even though we might look at that as a bad thing, the way that God does it, he doesn't hit you with, oh, man, what a sad child. He gives you answers to your insecurities. Oh, hallelujah. You see, some of us want to be this peachy perfect person, this peachy perfect potato, but you're only good for one thing. Just to eat, and after we eat, it's probably going to come out. You know, I'm not going to get into that. I should have never even said it. Let me get the next slide. Yeah. 
You see, that first potato is a fake to our spiritual walk. Even though it looks like it's the best thing to do, it's the best thing to be. I don't know who lied to you and said that you're going to come to church and everything's going to be perfect in your life. Because it's not. You see, when God saved me, he didn't just say, I'm a white, your sins away. He did say that. But that don't mean the scars aren't going to be there. That doesn't mean that everything that I've been through, I'm just going to forget. That becomes powerful in our walk. Do you know that? Your past and what you've been through is powerful. What do you call that? It's a testimony. And the only way to overcome is by the power of our You see, some of us want to forget who we were. I get that. I get that. But there, if I was to forget who I was, people in the street wouldn't be able to hear certain type of people. But when I start to speak to them and start to share with them my testimony, they can relate to what I'm going, to what I've been through, to what I'm dealing with. They can relate to that. And this is why when he showed me the perfect potato, he then goes and says, now look at the potato that has roots. The real potential in a potato is not the perfect potato. Because this is only good for one thing. The real potential in a potato is after it starts to grow. And it starts to grow its roots to where if you throw it in the ground, it's going to begin to multiply. You see, when I was doing the research on the potato, it fascinated me how much in common this really does have in our spiritual lives as well. I'm going to get there. Because as I started to do research, the potato, when it's like this, Stored in darkness, it can stay like this for quite a while. But the minute that you take the potato out of the darkness and the light hits it, <laughs> and the light hits it, the potato automatically begins to grow roots. You see, when God hits us, we begin to transform. We begin to move differently. We begin to do different things. We begin to multiply. All because God showed up. Some of us was in the dark for a minute. But the minute that the light hit you, woo, the minute that the light hits you, you begin to change. Because there is power in God. It's impossible to get next to God and stay the same. So when he showed me the potato with the roots, it looks ugly. But it's the most powerful one. Because not only has it been exposed to the light. I'm trying to get the connection. Think potato people. Not only was it exposed to the light, but now it becomes powerful. 
it becomes powerful because when the roots begin to grow out, you can, own, you can plant it, but I don't know if you knew this. When the roots come out, it becomes poisonous. And when it becomes poisonous, whatever creature or human being tries to eat the potato, if it consumes enough of it, it can die. It's the same way with us. See, because when we was in the dark and we didn't know about the word of God and we didn't understand how to defend ourselves spiritually, but as soon as the light hits us and we start to get a glimpse of who God is, we understand how to defend ourselves in the spirit. And we no longer stay quiet when the enemy comes and tries to hit us. We now know how to defend ourselves in Christ Jesus. We start to speak the power of the word of God against the enemy. And he must flee. That's powerful. Because you got to understand that if you're getting kicked around, you can just speak God's word and that thing got to go. The potato looks ugly, just like how we look inside. There's some things inside of us that we're still trying to deal with, but we don't know how to just release it because we're, we're too busy trying to look like this. It's okay. I understand. We're too busy trying to look like the regular potato. When God has not called you to be the regular potato. Woo! God has called you to be the potato with the roots. The ugly looking thing that has the best potential released. So when he throws you somewhere, you can be effective. <laughs> but the thing is that. It was inside the whole time. It was inside the whole time. And I tell you right now, whatever's inside of you needs to come out. <coughs> but it's not going to come out if you don't go to God. And while you're too busy trying to be this one, you need to be busy trying to be this one. And I'll admit, sometimes it's not easy to come to a minister or to a pastor and just let him know what you're dealing with. I'll admit, that is not easy. But that doesn't stop you from trying to go to God with that. That shouldn't stop you from trying to go to God. He knows everything that you're dealing with with it. There's, <coughs> there's nothing that you can go through that he doesn't know. You can go to him with all things. The potato also, it, it can be used as a battery, an energy source. Because it has juices inside of it that once copper and steel go inside, and there's an electric current, and you put a light bulb to it, the light bulb goes bing. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that there is light and energy inside of us. <coughs> you just need to be plugged in to the correct source. 
You see, it's all about knowing who to go to. And the, the only one that you can go to is God. He's the one that has everything that you need, every single answer, every single solution, every single strategy for whatever season. He has it all. But you have to know to go to him. 